Chapter 8. I do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me. Acts 20, 22 to 24. And now, compelled by the Spirit and obligated by my convictions, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except the Holy Spirit solemnly and emphatically affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await me. But I do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify faithfully of the good news of God's precious, undeserved grace, which makes us free of the guilt of sin and grants us eternal life. This is another powerful statement of faith by Paul, which shows us the man's heart and devotion to both God and the body of Christ. Let's break the verses down and be inspired and captivated by the man's insatiable love for God. Living by the Spirit's conviction and now compelled by the Spirit and obligated by my convictions. When was the last time you were compelled by the Spirit into action? When was the last time you were obligated by your own convictions to act? Paul lived his entire life for Christ being compelled by the Spirit and being obligated to live out the convictions of his heart. Even as Saul, Paul lived a life that was compelled by the law, and he carried out the convictions of his heart. Acts 22, 3 and 5. I am a Jew, born of Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strictness of the law of our fathers, being ardent and passionate for God, just as all of you are today. I persecuted and pursued the followers of this way to the death, binding them with chains and putting followers of Jesus, both men and women, into prisons as the high priest and all the council of the elders of the Sanhedrin Jewish high court can testify, because from them I received letters to the brothers, and I was on my way to Damascus in order to bring those believers who were there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. Maybe this is why God chose him as the instrument to go to the Gentiles, because he saw the nature of this man, totally dedicated and abandoned to what he believed in and carried a conviction of. Paul was a man who lived from the convictions of his heart. He was single-minded in his approach to the Father and what the Father was asking of him. Our convictions move us into action. The Bible says, Faith is the conviction of things unseen. Paul was a man of faith, and so he was a man moved to act by his faith in Jesus Christ. I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly and emphatically affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await me. Paul is unsure what will happen to him in Jerusalem while at the same time he has been told by the Spirit that imprisonment and suffering await him in every city. I wonder how we would all respond to this reality. Would the fact that we know that hardship awaits us put us off from going anywhere? Would we be paralyzed by this reality, or would we be like Paul and not let this truth hold us back in fulfilling God's purpose? We see Paul saying in Acts 20.20, 20, and verse 27, that he doesn't shrink back from declaring the whole purpose of God. As followers, we must be able to receive all of God's truth, 
and not just the parts we know or the parts we like and somehow ignore or justify the other truths away. Persecution and suffering are all part of God's will. As his followers, if we truly become the demonstration of his truth, we will all be confronted with the reality time and time again. Suffering and hardship, tests and trials are a way of life for all devoted followers of Jesus because living a devoted life for Jesus causes persecution from all those who don't understand him or us. Remember, we follow a God who was killed for living the truth out. 1 Corinthians 2, 7-8 But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. If they had understood it, they would not have crucified the law of glory. 2 Timothy 3, 12 Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. There is no way around this. If we truly live our lives like Paul and imitate Paul's life as we are called to, we will invite persecution and suffering into our lives. I wonder what this means for us if we are not experiencing this persecution for Christ. What's interesting is where the persecution comes from. Jesus' greatest persecutors were in fact the very people he came to save, the Israelites. Matthew 15, 24. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew 27, 22-23, Pilate said to them, What shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they kept shouting all the more, saying, Crucify him. The greatest opposition to truth generally comes from those who have some reference for the truth. This can even be from those who are in fact the closest to us. This reality didn't stop Jesus or Paul, and it is not to stop us from being people of truth and declaring his truth to the earth. Like Paul, our lives are hidden with Christ, and we do not consider our lives of any value or dear to ourselves. But I do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me, so that I may with joy finish my course and ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify faithfully of the good news of God's precious, undeserved grace, which makes us free of guilt, of sin, and grants us eternal life. Now there is a statement and a half, to not consider one's life of value or dear to oneself, so that with joy one would finish what God has entrusted to one to accomplish. Paul knows that if he is trying to hold on to and control his life, even trying to protect himself from physical death, then he will never be able to finish his course and the purpose that the Father had laid out for him. This is a message for us as well. Remember Paul's words, imitate me as I imitate Christ. What enables Paul to live like this and enables and empowers us to live like this is the revealed knowledge of God we carry within us. We cannot live to this capacity and demonstrate this reality if our revealed knowledge of God is not increasing. On the revelation of Jesus himself, the church is built. We, like Paul, must constantly be receiving something greater than ourselves if we are to consider our lives of no value or dear to us. There is a joy in Christ that enables us to finish our course and finish well, no matter what we may be facing. 
This is all to be accomplished from a place of rest in Christ. This is not a heavy burden posture, but an easy and light one. The writer of Hebrews writes, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Hebrews 12 verse 2 Jesus had a joy that was set before him that empowered and enabled him to go to the cross. Jesus himself said he speaks of things so that we may have this joy made full in us. John 17, 13. But now I come to you and the things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. It was this reality in Paul that had him testify to the goodness of God and the life that was available in Jesus. Paul was so in love with the Father that he was even ready to be bound and killed in Jerusalem for his Lord and Savior Jesus. No matter what anyone else was saying, this is what it means to be compelled by the Spirit. We have a no matter what attitude. Acts 21, 13-14 Then Peter answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am really not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, he fell silent, remarking, The will of the Lord be done. We see a man who was so in love with Christ to the point where he was far more concerned with seeing his father's will accomplished on earth than the preservation of his own life. I wonder how concerned we all are for the father's will in comparison to our own lives. How much time do we spend protecting our lives and looking after ourselves, making sure we have all the comforts and mod cons compared to being prepared to lose our life for the name of the Lord Jesus and his purpose? This is a very confronting and challenging reality, and yet this is how many of Jesus' followers lived and still live today. As followers of Jesus, if we are not experiencing some form of persecution for our faith, knowing that persecution comes in many forms, then I suggest to us we are not really following Jesus and living a life of godliness. The reality of persecution being a part of our lives is the evidence of us living a life of godliness. 2 Timothy 3.12 Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. As we truly follow Jesus and allow his truth to be formed in us and shape our lives, many people in our lives will misunderstand, misinterpret, and even speak against. Many will be offended and upset by our choices and actions and the priorities we hold and live to. We will become a very peculiar people to many, and when I say many, I do not exceed fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. The Bible says even members of our own household will in fact be our enemies. Our own household can be the members of our physical family as well as our spiritual family. And sometimes these are exactly the same people. Matthew 10, 34-36 Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. This is a very clear pattern in scripture and one we must get familiar with and know how to live out from a position of love if we want to receive all that Christ has for us. When we are compelled by the Spirit because of our love for God, we find ourselves being able to live this reality out and be the overcomer that God's word speaks of. This is the same position and posture that Paul lived his life from.